Today, we're picking some of the most bizarre science myths floating out in the internet abyss. Buckle up, because it's going to be a weird ride. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Just Nas Science Podcast. Each episode, we debunk ridiculous yet common signs, misconceptions we find online and get just a little salty about them. I'm your favorite science teacher, Lauren. And I'm your personal neuroscientist, Nick. Before we get started, we would love it if you were able to give this episode a five-star rating and maybe share it with a friend or some family members. It really helps the podcast grow. So I've never heard of half of these myths. And to be honest, I'm glad I didn't because they're super odd. But some are pretty common, but you'll never believe some of these other ones. The first myth is that milk is great for building strong bones. What? I know, right? (laughs) However, this idea came from the National Dairy Council, who provided nutritional information to schools for free. Those bastards. (laughs) So naturally, they suggested that children need to consume multiple glasses of milk each day, but really... There's no evidence for it. It's just marketing and national dairy or big dairy, I guess we can call them, trying to get you to buy milk. And in fact, in countries like Japan and India, where milk consumption is pretty low, things like hip fractures are also low. Christopher Gardner, a nutrition scientist at Stanford, says that physical activity is more important to strengthen bones and prevent osteoporosis, which is the... uh, gradual loss of bone matter uh it's more important to do physical activity than having a high diet in vitamin d and calcium that's so interesting because you look at a a calf and you're like damn all he drinks is milk and look how fucking big they get (laughs) I, i i know but remember for humans breast milk super important right cow milk not that important and it tastes great, and chocolate milk is God's gift to man. But, I mean, that's just... Yeah, pretty crazy to think. But another super common myth is that chocolate causes acne. So there was a study done all the way back in like 1969 that wanted to test this idea. And they gave 65 subjects either a chocolate bar with 10 times the amount of chocolate compared to a regular candy bar or a placebo candy bar with no chocolate. And the bar with the chocolate also had a lot of calories and fat. So, like, how do I get into that diet or that study? (laughs) Uh, But the participants using the study did have moderate acne. And the researchers quantified the amount of acne before and after eating the bars twice a day for a month. Jesus Christ. But the results actually showed no difference. Now, I do want to point out that there are a few problems with this study. Firstly, they started with people who already had moderate acne, and I think it'd be more interesting to test this with people who don't have any acne or have very little to see if they develop any, right? Because we haven't established if chocolate uh, causes the development or the onset of acne. All we've said is chocolate doesn't make it worse if you already have acne. Those are two different questions. Second, only five people of the, what was it, 65, only five of them actually had the bars with chocolate, which means 60 people had the placebo bars. Like, do you think, like, do you think that was 
random or do you i i don't understand how a ra- even a random selection could be that differential it, it really wouldn't and when you think about it five isn't really a high sample size and it's really hard to compare five to 60 people there are statistics that are designed specifically for different uh, different sample sizes but this is a really big difference yeah. and to answer your question i think the problem is more ethical i think it's hard to knowingly give someone something that is unhealthy for them, right? Like tons of calories and fat, uh, uh, (laughs) 10 times the amount of chocolate. Right. So I I think that's more of the problem, especially because they're eating this every day, uh, twice a day day, for a month. And I I mean, I can provide some anecdotal evidence that (laughs) I eat a lot of chocolate and I'm going to be honest. There's no problem for Nick to do that. I have pretty clear skin. Maybe I get a pimple here and there, but that's about it. Yeah, you eat way more dessert than I do. And I have more acne than you. So I'd, I'd like to say anecdotally, doesn't seem to be the cause. I mean, if you take just you and I as a sample, you can make the argument that eating chocolate stops you from getting acne. <laughs> Clears your skin right up, <laughs> So maybe you should get on that and let me make you more brownies. This message brought to you by the National Chocolate Council. <laughs> JK, JK. Um, but there is also the other man. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just like, yeah, obviously you're just kidding. We don't get paid for these. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. Paid. Whatever. <laughs> so there's another really common myth that we thought would be really surprising that water conducts electricity. So the truth is pure water does not conduct electricity. But the reason that you'll get electrocuted if you take a bath with your toaster is because the water that comes from your faucet isn't pure water. It has a bunch of different minerals and materials like fluoride, for example, and these minerals give water its ability to conduct electricity. But we cannot stress this enough. This is not, this does not mean that you should attempt to see if pure or distilled water conducts electricity. This is one of those things that you just have to take our word for. Yeah, definitely don't do that yeah I, do not I, attempt this i promise you it works and i also promise you to like just just be cool man yeah just, just be cool be cool guys <laughs> another really prominent myth or, or even things that you might hear in tv or like in sayings uh you see this a lot in like those um what, what are those like pinterest boards oh yeah those like pinterest quotes yeah yeah, yeah. the idea Which that you love i forget what the actual quote is but it says something like Coals become diamonds under pressure or something like that. Well, it's like when going through a... Okay, I love this quote. (laughs) And I don't know if this is for word for word, but it's when going through a difficult time, remember that diamonds are made under pressure and strong oaks are formed under contrary winds or something like that. So the the idea is that diamonds come from coal and that is actually a myth. In reality, diamonds and coal are both made of pure carbon. If the carbon experiences enough heat and pressure, it will become a diamond. Any heat or pressure less than needed to become a diamond, and you end up with coal. But coal doesn't become diamonds. And the reason why diamonds are such a hard material is because each carbon atom will bond to each other in four of these very strong covalent bonds, creating what's called a crystalline structure. Which I thought was a little fun fact I added in. I got really yeah, excited because we're that. in the middle of our rocks and minerals unit in school. And we definitely talk about the hardness of different minerals and what can scratch what. So I love this idea that diamonds are so strong because of that, that four bond 
um, crystalline structure that it makes. Yeah, uh, they they don't form a lattice, right? I don't. Isn't it like more circular? I'm gonna post the link in the episode description to an image of what uh, the atomic structure of diamonds looks like compared to what coal looks like. And you can see how the heat and pressure will change the uh, anat- uh, the atomic pattern. Also, another fun fact and kind of a myth: diamonds aren't really rare. Yeah, no, that's a whole separate other thing. The diamond industry just buys them all up, stores them, increased demand, and and therefore perceived value. But yeah, right. diamonds not that rare. Also, the idea of giving someone a diamond engagement ring not that like there's not this ancient tradition. Yeah, Rings, that was also created by uh, the diamond industry. <laughs> ring giving is a really old tradition, but diamonds themselves not necessarily. Anyway, we are getting off track. So another myth is that blood without oxygen turns blue. This is a super common medical myth that I think has more to do with its presentation in textbooks than anything else. Um, Deoxygenated blood is deep red, while oxygenated blood is a bright red. So when you look at your arm, for example, and you see a bluish vein, it's because the actual color is being distorted from the layers of the skin. Your blood is never blue. Unfortunately, that would be kind of cool. It would also mean you're an alien. <laughs> or I, I'm, I'm sick of that there, there has to be some medical condition that changes the color of your of your blood. Which I know there's one up? that changes the color of your urine to like purple when exposed to UV rays. So like when you leave it out in the sun for a while, it can change like purple. But that's like when you some, leave what out in the sun? Your urine. Oh. Yeah, it's like a cute intimate in porphyry or something like that. What movie was it? Captain Marvel where they bled blue yes that was captain i was like i know i just saw that somewhere okay yeah but um and i will say this as a science teacher it is really easy to use color coding to teach things but unfortunately in this case it seems to kind of perpetuated this myth Um, but when you do look at a circulatory system in textbooks or you google it they do use blue to differentiate deoxygenated blood and veins from oxygenated blood and arteries yeah it's just something that it's it's used like Lauren said. It's a teaching device just to show you the where they are uh, and what, how they're located anatomically. But when you when you do look at your skin and you you know we said before you look at those bluish right colored uh, you know uh, veins, those veins you know they're veins because they're close to the surface. Arteries are deeper within the tissue, so you're not going to be looking at any of your arteries. You're always looking at veins. And if you are looking at your arteries, that is a huge problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably go to the ER. <laughs> Another myth that I, I've only heard a couple of times, so I wouldn't be surprised if you listening have never heard this before, and it's the idea that redheads and blondes are going extinct, and that's a crazy myth. You might not know it, but about 40% of the population has a gene for red hair color. And that number is even higher when you count how many people have the gene for blonde hair and red hair. For something like recessive genes, you need two people that have the gene, which, as we just established, isn't that hard to do. And then when those two people have a child, there's a 25% chance for that child to express the recessive gene. And every time you have a kid, it's another 25% chance. So realistically, if two people who have a gene for, say, red hair have four children, one of those four children, in theory, would have red hair. Right, but I think maybe this one, if I were to take a crack at why this is becoming a myth recently, I just think birth rates in general are kind of low from what they used to be. 
So maybe it's just the chances of having one is has just been lower because people are having less kids. There absolutely may be less blondes or redheads in the world, but they're not going to one day disappear. Eliminating a gene that is not harmful yeah. to a species' survival is pretty hard, and it doesn't really happen that much. So redheads, blondes, they're not going anywhere. Unless aliens do invade and just want redheads and blondes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're on this alien kick, I don't. Um, but here is a one weird thing that is actually true. Yeah. In the title, we said it's going to be 10 weird myths and one that is true. So as promised, here's the true one. And I already forgot how to say this. So there's a dye called carmine. Weird. Carmine. Carmine. Okay. I knew that sounded wrong. And I'm probably also going to say this wrong. So it's a dye called carmine or... Cockneal. Cockneal. I feel like I heard multiple pronunciations, so I wasn't sure which one it was. Okay, and it gives this deep red color, but it's a pretty common dye in foods and cosmetics. But the problem is it comes from tiny insects, and thousands of cockneal bugs are ground up, gross, to produce this color. So I'm sorry if I just ruined your favorite red lipstick. Eesh. There Yikes. was this like myth that there were tiny ground up bugs in Starbur uh, Starbucks strawberry frappuccino. And for a while, that was actually true. They stopped using the dye to give the strawberry frappuccino its color back in, I think, 2012 or 2013. What? But in a lot of other cosmetics and food products, things like Nerds or other things that may need uh, a bright red color, a deep, nice red color, look at the the ingredients or see if you can find if it contains this carmine or uh, cockneal, something like that. Uh, this cockneal... Uh, die. I don't know. I'm saying this super wrong, man. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I'm supposed to be the one that pronounces things. Yeah. <laughs> but if you see that, then you know it's made from these these thousands of tiny insects. Man, I want to go look at a pack of nerds now. Yeah, it's in the. Are they even sold? The only place I see them being sold is like five below. Uh, and movie theaters, which I guess are closed for now. Wow, that's weird. I want to look at that, but. Mm -hmm. And. I want to move on to something that is a little bit... I, I don't want to move on to this, but it's, it's a little <laughs> bit more morbid. And it's it's something that I've heard more of when I was a kid. For some reason, myths about death are really popular with kids. And you may have heard that your hair and fingernails keep growing even after you die. This isn't true. Hair and nails are living cells, which means they need nutrients to grow. And if you're dead, you're not pumping blood that carries the oxygen and nutrients needed for cell growth and division. So what really happens is the skin just dries out and kind of like shrivels up, which gives the appearance of growth to things like fingernails because you're, you now, your body takes up less space, but your hair and fingernails don't shrivel. They don't shrink. So they just look bigger because your body's smaller. Ooh, gross. Yeah, it's not great. What about that other common myth that all kids know somehow in middle school that about Marilyn Manson? Oh, that he has his ribs removed so he can <laughs> give himself a blowy? Every time I see that tweet, I'm like, I heard that too. <laughs> so we had this really weird myth in my school that and only came up when we had field trips. But for some reason, every time we had a field trip, kids would start saying that, like, this one bridge that we would have to cross had, like, a death count of how many people died on it. And, like, why would that even be? A, like, what government is going to put that up? <laughs> it's, a, it's a 
like a tourist attraction. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh. I don't know why that was a thing, but like, yeah, I mean, kids love kids, kids be kids be silly sometimes. Kids don't know what the hell they're talking about. But um, this as a science teacher. Earth science teacher, especially this one, tickles my fancy. There's a myth that you can only balance an egg upright on the spring equinox. And I guess this would also be for the fall equinox. Um, But an equinox is the day when the Earth is not tilted towards or away from the sun. And we have equal daytime and nighttime. And I know that sounds pretty freaking weird. And you're like, what does that even mean? So we're definitely going to post an image so you guys can see what the hell we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, there'll, there'll be another image to that in the episode description. So just look for the appropriate link that you want to look at the image and you'll find right. it. But keep in mind, the, the the tilt of the Earth or the axis, the direction it tilts never changes. So sometimes just during its orbit, right, during its revolution, it's tilting towards the sun. That's when you get your summer. And, or if you're tilting away in that hemisphere, it's winter. But then there's twice a year spring and fall where it's not really tilting towards or away so those are your equinoxes but the truth is with this myth is that you can do this really any day of the year if you're skilled enough and i guess bored enough (laughs) (laughs) and this also reminds me of that viral broom tiktok challenge which also used like the same sort of like false logic yeah it was this Um, idea that like certain during like a certain couple of days in the year because of the way like Earth's gravitational force was, you can get a broom to stand up right. But we just did it again, I, and yeah, it I did worked it today. So like, you know, it did work. It's false. So it took me a second, but like it really only took me a couple of seconds to get this broom. All up you need right. is a f- broom with a flat bottom, flat yeah, bristles. Pretty much, yeah. It's 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 a pretty boring challenge. Also, Jerry's not really like he doesn't care. Yeah, he it did not impress our dog. <laughs> This next myth is a holiday favorite, and it's the idea that tryptophan from turkey makes you sleepy. While it's true that tryptophan can make you sleepy, you would need to eat a shit ton of turkey, considering the relatively small quantity of tryptophan that it contains. Cheddar Um. cheese has more tryptophan than turkey does, according to live science anyway, but as the article points out, no one suggests nibbling on a block of cheese to help you go to bed, which I think if someone told me that, I'd punch them. <laughs> You'd probably do it. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, no, I don't like cheese that much. Uh, doctors attribute your holiday feasting to be the cause more than the tryptophan itself, the, I mean, the cause of you being super tired. And the reason is because you're having really large portions of food. You're eat, drinking alcohol. You're eating a lot of carbs. So that's why you're falling asleep after your holiday meal and not so much because you had something that contains tryptophan. Every year, my cousin falls asleep on the couch at Thanksgiving. It's kind of like a family tradition. This last myth is yours. <laughs> wow. And our final myth is the beloved five-second rule. The idea is that if you drop food on the floor and pick it up within five seconds, it's still safe to eat. As if bacteria are counting to five before jump, jumping on that chunk of muffin you just dropped while getting ready for work. The sad fact is that bacteria are everywhere and they will be on anything you drop within milliseconds. So the more important thing is to consider where you dropped it. Like, for instance, if I drop something on my kitchen floor, I'm far more likely to keep eating it compared to dropping something on the subway, which you couldn't pay me to eat. I think someone, like if Jeff Bezos came up to you and he just like dropped a sandwich on the floor and was like, million bucks, eat it. You'd do it. 
All right, for a million bucks, I would eat it. But after my last experience on public transportation, I'm not really. <laughs> What what Too happened? On what happened on public transportation? When there was like literally a million seats open, and someone slides in next to me, and this guy, he starts trying to have a normal conversation with me, then out of nowhere, asked me if I smoke crack cocaine. <laughs> let me tell you something. He looks like he smoked crack cocaine, so I'm not really keen on eating things from public trans right now. All right, what a charming story. Yeah. <laughs> FYI, I don't smoke crack. Uh, okay. That's going to do it for us today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and especially share it. It takes literal seconds to hit subscribe and click the five-star review button, and it would mean a whole lot to us. Positive ratings and shares on social media are the biggest ways you can help us spread this good, good science to even more people. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at JustNASScience. You can also visit our website, justnetscience.com, where you can watch YouTube videos, read blog posts, or submit questions and suggest topics for future episodes. Don't forget, we put out new episodes every Tuesday. And as always, thanks for listening. Later, you nerd. Later, Gators. Today, we're picking some of the weirdest science myths floating out on the internet abyss. Buckle up, because it's going to be a fuck. I have weird twice. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it.